Firstly, one important news for everybody who is currently using KDE Neon, the distribution made by KDE that KDE doesn't want to call a distribution for some reason. If you're using it, there's now a major update. KDE Neon always has the latest KDE software, so there's nothing to update on that part, but Ubuntu is stuck at a long-term support version, which means that now it actually switches from the previous Ubuntu version to Ubuntu 22.04, that is Jammy Jellyfish. By updating, you'll have access to all of the packages that has been updated that are not KDE packages. For the reason, I suggest you that you do indeed update to the very latest version of KDE Neon. Anyway, let's start with the news. Thanks everybody for joining in. This is Linux Daily. If you're interested in the Thunderbird for Android project, there is now a roadmap for it. It includes all of the things that should be implemented in order to get Thunderbird for Android as the first release. And for each of these, there's written whether it is already done or when we expect that feature to come. Now, currently, all of these things are expected to be delivered before summer of 2023, which is a pretty interesting roadmap. And it's also interesting that many things will be improved thanks to the collaboration with the Thunderbird desktop application. As an example, the account setup from K9Mail is currently not as smart as the Thunderbird one for desktop, so they plan to help out the Android application using the logic from the desktop one. Other things to be delivered, a conversation view similarly to the Gmail interface for Android, a message view overall, simplifying settings, the support for syncing with the desktop Thunderbird application, tags, filters, and a nice UI and UX updates to make the interface look more modern. As always, if you want to read through it, the announcement is in the podcast description. And remember that if you want to support this kind of things, Thunderbird does accept donations. Again, at a link in the podcast description. So let's help them out. A couple of news regarding KD Plasma. Firstly, KD Plasma is now working on the M1 MacBook GPU. This was recently announced by Hazai Lina, the VTuber Linux developer. Secondly, a core post-market OS developer, Martin Braham, I don't know if it's pronounced like that, has done a review of the KD Plasma desktop on the Penbook Pro running, of course, on post-market OS. If you're interested in this kind of things, go through the post, which is obviously in the podcast description. In general, we KD developers were rather happy to see this kind of post because it was mostly praying the Plasma desktop. As an example, it talks about how it looks good out of the box, both in light and dark mode, how the notification system is quite an improvement even compared to the GNOME one, how the stock wallpapers are really cool, how the default application launcher is more polished that he remembered, the lock screen fade-in animation is nice, the performance has improved a lot, so it's a lot of praising. Of course, nothing is perfect, there are also some issues he found. As an example, he finds the application launcher 
too slow to pop up, the terminal has too many buttons, he says, and metap and the app button doesn't full screen the application, it only moves it to the upper half. He goes on, if you're interested in this kind of things, again, go check it out, because it's actually rather interesting. I wish that more people did KD Plasma reviews, because I would have actually more content to read and more feedback from the users. I can see that around 10% of the people listening to this podcast are using Pocket Casts as their preferred way to listen to podcasts. And for those people, I have big news. Just a few days ago, the Pocket Cast mobile application went open source. So now you can actually read through the code and, you know, it's free and open source, which is great. They opted for the Mozilla public license because they wanted to encourage all developers to share their modification they make to the code. And meanwhile, the Pocket Cast team will keep on adding new features, fixing bugs and expanding the Plus offering, which is exclusive features for the paying members that actually help uh, Pocket Cast to continue existing. Finally, I recently talked about how the RAM of the Linus Torvalds computer broke and that was actually causing him not to be able to review some merge request. Now I can happily confirm that he got a new computer and now that he is able to actually review patches is so that there are too many merge requests, pull requests actually, that has been submitted very close to the merge window. And he got kinda hangry, and it's very nice how he phrases these kind of things. He says, The whole do an all-nighter to get paper in the day before the deadline is something that should have gone out the window after high school, not for kernel development. You know who you are. Anyway, it's not the first time I've said this, I doubt that it will be the last, but maybe more people could take it to the heart, okay? That was actually everything for today's episode, somewhat shorter today, but thanks everybody for following and see you tomorrow with another episode of Linux Daily. <laughs>